Testing, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three, testing, testing, one, two, three. This is your speak with the Daywalker Reporter. I am falling off of this cliff. I'm looking at the very edge of the world, staring into the abyss below, wondering, how did we get here? When did things start and when will things stop? When will I be able to see the light of day once again as it rises over the horizon? I can see it coming. I can feel it in the deepest droves of my being, but I don't see it. And not only do I not see it, but I feel like its warmth when it comes will be a cold one, will be one that'll... I'll see but not feel. I won't feel the benefits of its warmth. And I'll just be caught in an endless winter at the edge of the world, looking down, wondering when things are going to get better, wondering when things are going to sort itself out. And that's how I feel 95% of the fucking time. There is a 5% when I feel at ease, comfort, happiness, joy. But that 5% is enough but it doesn't resolve the rest of the 95 percent that is slowly deteriorating as my mind slowly drifts into a third person person who is observing the events of reality rather than participating in it recounting everything that is going on becoming a narrator in a story less less of a character And then I'm sitting here in my bedroom every day, going upstairs and downstairs and upstairs and downstairs, the yin and yang, the duality of upstairs and downstairs. And I'm realizing how horrible existence is being dualistic, existing within a dual nature, existing within a lifestyle where in which only binaries dominate where in which you can only choose one option or another option. There's no negotiation. There's no way to work around it. Because if you choose one thing, then you're absolving yourself from other choices. That's how I feel half of the time. I, a human being on this planet, crave interaction, crave fun. I crave friends. I crave inter. I crave being able to express myself in a group of people, being able to feel the warmth of a loved one, being able to feel that warmth that's coming from a genuine place, not from a place of expectations and limitations, a place of role performances and standard standardized tests to be able to fulfill a particular purpose to be a means, mere means to an end, which I feel like most of the time. I am tired of living in this place. This world, rather. Sure, there are good aspects of this world, but sometimes I feel like they're not the responsibility or as a result of it, but are in spite of it. You feel me? Like, I have a beautiful relationship with an amazing person. I feel like it's amazing and beautiful in spite of the state of the world, not because of it. I have great sibling relationships, but I feel like it's in spite of the state of the world and not because of it. 
Because the more I observe the reality that I live in, the more I observe all of the elements that exist within this reality, the more I understand that humanity has fucking fell so far, has, fought, has fallen to the point where we can't exist, we can't, we can't operate with one another without there being this severe sense of discomfort because this person decides to live their life or carry themselves slightly differently. And then there are people who are on the opposite of side of the spectrum who go so far as to dangerously harm people in order to try and live their life in some unique and stand, I mean unique and different way or not necessarily do that but because they have certain debilitations that they don't know how to process and so it manifests in ultimately harming other people. I know I'm awfully vague in this podcast but the reason why I'm awfully vague is because I have no obligation to specify specific people or specific events where in which the bane of my existence begins to proliferate. All I can do is give you guys a very broad image of what's going on with me and then hope that you can be able to read in between the lines and be able to tell what's going on without me directly communicating with you. That is basically the purpose of art. And I'm an artist, so in, by every means, every facet of my being has to be based around this idea of not of indirectly expressing myself kind of reminds me of when I was a kid when I was a kid I never journaled I hated journaling I didn't like the idea of just telling people how I felt I always liked the idea of telling a story the first idea for my main series pursuit came from this other series called Donso Hunter what a unique name Donso and a traditional African lang language meaning hunter. So you already know where the title came from. There were so many elements of my favorite anime inside of it, but one thing that always shone through was just my innate nature to just really talk about how much I fucking hated the world. How much I just not only hated the world, but how I understood that unexpected and terrible circumstances were always waiting around the corner to happen. Even with every victory, there's always, they're always going to be bittersweet because there's going to be something that's always going to miss. As a kid, I've always wanted friends. And when I mean by friends, I mean people who don't expect you to be any particular type of way they just love you unconditionally without the expectation that you act one way or another way who promotes your change but don't make it to where the change is is the standard and i don't really know how to put this in the most clearest of terms but you know take it or leave it Try to, if you can communicate with me, a better way to explain it. Just let me know. I look out upon my fellow humans, and I observe quite an interesting trend during this time of the infamous COVID-19, which is spreading throughout 2020 like a wildfire, festering within all of us creating a fear, a fear of life, a fear of living. 
a fear of living that is questionable in its justifications, there are arguments to be held on both sides. For example, people don't want to go out and catch COVID because if they catch COVID, then it creates limitations within their own family unit. They can't interact with people who are in their own bloodline because they're worried about them catching the disease and we don't know who might be immune to it. We don't know who might possibly have it. It is a chaotic time right now. And even testing at this point has been called under a lot of contentions with a lot of our contemporaries nowadays because of the fact that there have been cases of people catching COVID after going to testing when they've shown no signs of having COVID before going to testing and there's no other opportunity for them to catch it outside of going to testing. And so a lot of people are at a catch-22 They can either live their life like normal, absolve themselves from stress and probably become asymptomatic, living a relatively comfortable life, or they can live in constant paranoia of eventually catching the disease and and probably dying. The thing is about both lifestyles is that one is predicated on a constant state of stress. And that constant state of stress is what? Helping you to survive? No. It's making you more and more stressed out. It's making the relationships that you're around more and more strained and more and more difficult to function because people don't have the freedom to make their own decisions. But at the same time, we don't know which side of the spectrum is correct at this point. We've gotten so much false information in the first beginning sector of this entire debacle. At this point, we don't know who to trust. Whose word is more reliable than the other? We don't know. And frankly, it's very difficult to care, but sometimes you have to because the people who you live with standardize care. They make it to where if you even attempt to not care about it, it creates a, it creates a rift in your relationship and creates a dynamic where in which they can't trust you anymore because you're trying to live your life. I look around my circles and see so many of my friends, co-conspirators and co-existers on this planet we call Earth, enjoying their life to some degree of magnitude, going out, having fun, going to bars, either staying at home, producing music, making new friends on a day-to-day basis, or making or sticking with the friends that they already have. While I continue to rot away in this basement. And I don't blame them. I don't have any sort of negative feelings towards my friends or loved ones that are going out of out here and actually attempting to live their life for whatever that's left. What obsessed upsets me is the fact that I can't Join them without a price. I can't join the other side of the spectrum where people are throwing relative caution to the wind in favor of maximum enjoyment before they leave this realm. I can't leave to join that group because I'm tied to a family of standards and traditions that aren't 
at all in negativity and holy. They have their function. They do things that ultimately have created a situation where in which I've been able to survive until this point. Have been able to even have this conversation on any intelligible level is because I've been able to at least have some remnants of connection with my tradition-obsessed family, which isn't holy, like I said, not holy bad. However, it created a situation where in which it's very difficult to make my own decisions under most circumstances. I can't make a decision without considering 45 million other options of things that can happen, and then I get blamed for overthinking when that overthinking is a result of people who overthink all of the time. And most of the time, whenever I get what I want, whenever I even somewhat get a glimpse of something that I personally would want to do, it normally comes at a cost of what other people want me to do. And the thing is about it is, is that when people predicate the relationship on what they want for you... It's very difficult to want anything for yourself because everyone is feeling like you're a fucking villain because you may because you want to do something basic like see a loved one you haven't seen in a long time or go to a fucking park or fucking go to a bookstore or travel somewhere because of COVID nineteen. This year fucking sucks. It's not the worst year. There have been worse years in my lifetime and countless of other lifetime. I think it was the year 532 was when, the, was when Europe was covered in ash and resources were so low and people had so little access to things like vitamin C and D to the point where they caught diseases extremely easily and started dying in mass. Where places like Africa were covered in famine because it was impossible for stuff to be grown and so tribal warf warfare invaded and, and, and took over everything. Part two. I was just briefly interrupted from this podcast to perform a certain task, as you would expect, living in a household where in which you don't really live your own life. You're basically people who are vicariously living through you and you're just another extension of their existence rather than existing on your own. And it's just reminding me as to why when I was a kid, 15 years old, I wrote a chapter of my main character jumping out of a 14 feet tall building to his death, possibly. Or at least foreshadowing that. I could pull up the line right now. Let me find it real quick. If I can't find it right now, then fuck it. I'll just keep this podcast going indefinitely until my very eyes rot out of my skull and my brain slowly deteriorates into an adult state. Slowly and slowly, growing more and more mad each day. Angry at myself and the world. At the joy of others. Until I end up being this disgruntled old codger at the edge of my life, wondering where all of my bullshit left to. Where every fucking hope that I possibly could have had had just went out the window and flew away. See, I can't even find the text that I wrote. Maybe it's for the better. 
I, who am I? That's a good question. That's a question I ask myself often. Am I a mere reflection of the people who brought me into this world? Merely a means to an end to continue and proliferate their genes? Merely someone who's there to make sure that the evolution of this family continues to pr- continues to move forward? Instead of saying proliferate, which I constantly come back to every single day. I wonder every time why I say proliferate so much. It's because I am tired of feeling like a tool for proliferation. <laughs> I'm tired of feeling like I'm going to, I'm only living my life merely as a means to be a vessel for the previous generation to get what they ultimately wanted, which was what? A return to form, a return to some standardized idea that I have no idea of. Something that's called, and there's so much contention at this point, some people saying that, oh, they were more open to certain things. Other people saying, oh, well, this society is so chaotic. Anybody who knows me knows what I'm talking about. If you don't, figure it out. I don't feel like explaining it. So what else? I remember earlier I talked of my friends living their life, going about enjoying themselves, going about performing their tasks as a normal fucking human being would. Getting jobs. Making new friends. Getting married, even. Getting engaged. Moving out of their parents' house and finding some some little corner for themselves. There's one thing that they all did, they've all continued to do, that I just for some reason am just left behind in doing it, is that they've been able to get jobs, find employment, start making money, start setting things up for themselves so that they could live independently. But why haven't I found a job? I had a job when I was at AI that kind of spoils where I might be possibly living, I had a pretty decent job. I made about 300 bucks a week. It actually was pretty functionable. I felt like things were starting to move in the right direction. But then I had to leave the fucking school because it was bullshit. The whole thing was bullshit. There was an endless amount, an endless cavalcade of reasons as to why I needed to leave that I'm not going to get into in this podcast. But when I left there, that was my first and only job I've ever had or in which I had a consistent pay. And since then, I've mostly been freelancing, eventually almost getting a job at Georgia State University before everything went to shit with COVID-19, losing my job and everything with it. I ultimately found a way to travel and visit someone who was very dear and near to me. But even that couldn't stay, couldn't last. I couldn't stay up there. For multiple different reasons. One, my siblings, who I have a pretty decent relationship with, mostly mostly the one who's right under me down, and in some spots watches people older than me. But basically, my siblings and my relationship with them pushed me to return to the cave, return to the dungeon that is this place. I find pockets of joy, 
But the reason why those pockets of joys feel empty is because the whole picture isn't there. Only small splotches of the picture. I would have hoped my grandmother would be here. I could interact with her on a day-to-day basis, learn about the history of our family, and eventually hold her in my arms and give her a nice big hug because she's an amazing human being. Hoping that I would have had a chance to build a closer relationship with, I would say, the love of my life, and they are. Having a dynamic where in which they can interact with my siblings and eventually develop some sort of meaningful connection with them. Since they all think that this person is an amazing person. They all like this person to a significant degree. But I can't have that. I can't have that because complicated reasons. And so I have to learn how to cope with the reality that I can't have what I want. And the thing is about it is that I thought for so many years having to cope with the reality that I haven't had what I wanted up until this point will lead to a situation where I would eventually actually get what I want, which is very simple. A lifestyle where in which I can make my choices without feeling like there's a massive cavalcade of consequences for every choice or feeling like every choice that I make is the fucking spawn of the fucking devil. Because it feels like everything that I desire to do personally outside of stuff that involve work and business, is met with so much ridicule, so much judgment, to the point where I feel like, might as well pretend like I'm not trying to make any decisions. Might as well pretend like I don't want anything. Because if I want something, if I even try to want something, that thing that I want is always not enough. It's either not enough, or... It's something where people feel like, oh, you can want that all you want to, but don't have, let me participate in that thing that you want that actually is a pretty good thing. I want to travel. Exist in a way that I choose. Carry myself. Dress as I want. Sleep in a bed that's comfortable. You know? Not have to smell cat litter every day. Um, Be able to collect manga but without feeling like I'm going to lose everything if I try to buy one more volume of manga. Indulge in the things that I want. People say, there's something wrong with you for making it all about yourself. But... The thing is about it is that, yes, the basis for human logic, everyone to some degree has a level of selfishness, you know. You could want someone to spend spend time with you at a certain point in time, but those people could be wanting to go out and do other things. And so your desire to be, to want them does not outweigh their desire, their, their need to fulfill their own desires, which is perfectly fine. Human beings, us being able to fulfill our own desires, is essential for our initial survival. Just think what it's like if you call a friend and they have a child, for example, or they have a best, they have another friend that they that they live closer to that comes and visits them every single every single day, right? And you are far away from that person. 
Just think about the pain that might be festering within the person that you're connected with, knowing that they're far away from you and you're far away from them. So there's a limit to how much affection you can show them. Just like there's a limit to how much affection they can show you. And that and that feeling creates some sort of emotional turmoil to some degree, which needs to be counteracted with some friends or interactions they have around them. So I, if you're in, for example, a long-distance relationship with, with whether it be romantic or platonic, it's important to have friends that are physically around you. But the catch-22 is, is I live in a household where in which if I even try to hang out with friends, I'm going to be met with a cavalcade of questions and judgment, and ultimately to the point where I just won't even desire to be around anyone anymore. But then it's like contradictory because in my heart of hearts, I want to be around people. I want to have friends, but I can't. Because if I do, I'm going to have to deal with drama. And drama is something that I hate more than anything. I hate drama. I hate having to deal with people's opinions. I hate having to deal with people's thoughts on the decisions that I make for myself. I hate having to deal with people and their judgments on how my space is, on how my existence is, because I can't have my own space. I don't have my own space. To the point where I can't even have a pod... I feel like sometimes I can't even have a podcast or a, a secret moment of therapeutic release without someone coming in and being like, oh, is something wrong? Is something up with you? Why do you have a problem with this? Why do you have a problem with that? Why do you have a problem with this? No space. No time to just merely exist without someone coming in and telling me how I need to manage myself and manage my time. And that's what the frustrating thing is, is that because you feel like you're being micromanaged, and it's mostly because people feel like you're not doing enough, and that's why they, they feel the need to micromanage you. They feel like you're not doing enough. And that is the basis for a majority of the statements that they make. You're not doing enough. You're not mature enough. You're not this. And they're making assumptions about who I am and what I'm going through, Assuming that they understand, just because they get a small fraction, the tip of the iceberg of everything that's going on, and then they assume that they can comment on everything that is going on as though they're experts on shit, when they aren't. No one is an expert. No one, no one ever has really truly been, no one in this family has ever really truly been through the same things as me. So why do people constantly feel the need to believe that they have a right to comment on everything? They don't. But, you know, I can't say that to their face. Because if I even attempt to say that to their face, they'll all get offended and take it personally. Because it is kind of a personal attack if you look at it by any particular type of way. It could be viewed as a personal attack. And I feel like drama is a lot harder to deal with when it's something that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. You wake up every day and you hear someone yelling about something. You wake up every day, you hear a news article about something, when the news itself isn't even 100% reliable with this large amounts of hyperbolization, over-dramatization of events that are happening within the world, making things worse by not giving accurate and honest information because they're being paid off by millionaires and billionaires that feed off of the continued suffering of the people. 
All I'm trying to say with every little facet of every sentence that I'm having is that I am fucking tired. Uh, tired of living in a basement. Tired of con this continued disconnect between my friends and certain loved ones that aren't related to me. And my blood ties of people, well, few people, not everyone, but few people who have all of these standards, all of these, all these loopholes, all of these, all of these mountains that you have to climb in order to get their fucking approval because they have such high fucking standards for their existence. Like they are the standard of, of how everything should be. People who are arrogant enough to assume that they are. I'm tired of being micromanaged. As though I can't make a single decision myself. See, I have to slowly move closer to the mic and whisper into your ear about shit that's going on in hopes of you guys hearing me without me having to deal with a massive, and I say cavalcade because I love that fucking word, a massive inundation of bullshit people's opinions. And I am done. I don't know what's going to happen next with me. I want to get a job, but I don't know if I will. I want to make money, and I have means to make money, but I don't know how long that will last. And so I sit back here, waiting in my bed, working my hardest, but ultimately, I'm waiting for my fucking death. I'm waiting for it to happen. I'm hoping it happens later rather than sooner because there's so many things I want to do in this life, but I am scared for my life every day because I'm worried that if it's not going to be COVID, it's going to be my own psychological mental state and stress that's going to kill me, make my mind rot at its core, make my heart stop beating because it just feels no need to live anymore. Make my teeth rot out of my rot out of my jaw. Make my ears emit some sort of solution that is similar to blood, but is more so a mixture between blood and snot. That's how I feel. What can I do? What can you do? Where will we go from here? I'm not here to demonize or come after anyone in particular or to hold anyone in particular responsible besides myself. But you know what fucking sucks? The fact that it often feels like I have to rely on myself or on a very few amount of people to provide me with things. But the people who I want to provide me the most with freedom, with trust, with consistency, even though it's very difficult to trust these people. And that's why sometimes I feel the need to do things to try to get them to listen to me because they don't. I think that's enough. Enough was said. I will continue my life doing what I need to do, trying my best to push through each moment and one day, maybe, I can do 
what it is I want without it being viewed as though it's the greatest crime to humanity.